Hello, and welcome back to Quest Me, a Star Wars podcast brought to you by the Twist My Arm Network. My name is Josh. I'm your forever host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. You can find us anywhere on the social medias to keep up with all your favorite shows. Um, you just search Twitter at, my, at Twist My Armcast, Facebook, and Instagram. Search Twist My Armcast, Twist My Armcast podcast. Jeez, I'm really messing up here. And then if you just go to www.twistmodernpodcast.com, you can find all of the latest updates on your favorite TMA shows. Um, today, like I said, this is Quest Me. We're starting this back up. We did this a couple months ago, uh, Jesse and I, from the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch podcast. And we did it on season two of The Mandalorian. Now, we're starting it back up for season one of The Bad Batch. Now, I have a different kind of guest with me today. He's not a guest. He's a co-host. He's the co-host of the Quest Me show. And uh, he, he's here, I guess. <sighs> What's up, Darth? What's up? How are you? I am good. Uh, you know, how's how's it taking over, you know, the galaxy and all that stuff? The galaxy is very well. Okay, good. So, under this mask, because <laughs> it's definitely not Darth Vader, but under this mask we have very special friend of the network and new co-host of season two of Quest Me. His name is Justin. Hey! <laughs> It's so good. It's so good to be back. It really is. Yes, indeed. It is good to have you back, my friend. Um, it's been a long time since you've been on a show. So, uh, how, how have you been? Have you been? <laughs> uh, I'm caught up. Um, I've been really well. Really, really well. Good. Things are going awesome. Uh, little girl's still growing up. Just got back from vacation. So, really, no complaints. Jesse's booing you. Um. I just want you to know, Jesse, that that Justin is going to actually watch Firefly and give it an actual <laughs> opinion. I will. I will. I've seen the movie, seen one episode, and even though I trash it, I love sci-fi. So I'll watch it just uh, for you, buddy. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's uh. Yeah. So save save your booze. He's gonna come groveling at our feet. Because he's gonna watch Firefly <laughs> and and come listen to all of the SBI shows and be like, I'm so sorry. Just wait, just wait. He's gonna be like, I'm so sorry. Can I be on the sudden but inevitable rebop? Um, but yeah, great to have you back, man. And it's so good to to be talking Star Wars. Oh, again. I'm so excited. Um, I, it's it's been a while. It's it's been a while since we've gotten in. Talking, talking Star Wars. So I'm excited. To, I'm excited to put the Chewie costume on again. <laughs> um, and yes, uh, bef- I guess before we go too much farther. Speaking of Firefly, um, today is Tuesday, Friday. Sudden but inevitable goes live for their special um, Serenity. Mo- is it the movie? I think the movie's called Serenity. I don't. I don't know. It's so confusing. And I don't know this whole season. If you listen to SBI, you see how confused I am. But Anyway, we're going live for the movie this Friday, and um, if you haven't yet, make sure to go check out um, the interview that we just had with Mr. Adam Baldwin, Jane himself from 
uh, Firefly. We got Very to, We got cool. to sit down and talk with him for a little bit. So if you haven't yet, go to all your favorite podcasting sites and search for Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch, and you can find all of our past episodes and upcoming episodes. So, yeah. Um, gosh, and there's so much to promote. I'll do all the plugs later in the episode. I, I have an actual shout-out slash plugs section built into this show, so we will get much more into that later, including Marvel Can of Madness, TMA PodCon 2021, Ooh. and uh, I think I think that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Anyway, this is Quest Me, where we talk about Star Wars. May the 4th be with you all. May the 4th be with everyone. Yes. Um... I just, man, I'm still just so excited to get to get back into this. Um, on these shows, uh, you know, I I love Star Wars and I love talking everything Star Wars, but I try and try and keep these Quest Me shows on a certain format and a certain sort of path. So we talk about Star Wars on this show, but more specifically, we're talking about um, the series The Bad Batch during this season. So, like I said, last season it was all about Mandalorian season two this season is all about bad batch season one I know that's really confusing to say all the seasons but but then I believe quest me season three will start back up again when the Boba Fett series comes out in December I have to look into that but I'm pretty sure that's the next piece of Star Wars uh, television that we're gonna get so either way the new content yes exactly new content new 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 um, and not to mention this the bad batch is uh created by Dave Filoni. Hashtag in Filoni we trust <laughs> because duh. Um and yes, absolutely, Jesse, there will be spoilers in this show. If you have not seen the bad batch, um go watch it and then come back and listen to this show. Um Yeah, always, always, always spoilers. And this show just came out today at midnight, so definitely when we get to the Bad Batch, we have a couple of things to talk about before we get to the Bad Batch, but when we get there, there will be spoilers. So, like I was saying, new cartoon um, created by Dave Filoni. He did all of the good stuff. Um, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, all the, all the right, other cartoons. Directed. He did Mandalorian, so all, all sorts of stuff. Um, and I love everything he has done with Star Wars. What do you think of Dave Filoni, Justin? Um, I will bow down on my knees and salute him, but I'm questioning if he can make that transition to movies. That's right. He does have a movie, doesn't he? Doesn't he have a movie scheduled for himself? Yeah, he does. Either way, I'm very uh, optimistic with it, but we'll see where it is. Well, he, I, th- I think he's learning from the best. He's learning from Favreau right now, working with Mandalorian. So, and and all the other directors. Like, th- think about it. Filoni is working with a ton of m- movie directors. I mean, of course, there's a couple that do more TV stuff, but like mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, um, John Favreau. Um, the I'm trying to think of all their names. I cannot think of all their names, but a lot of them do movies. And so Dave Filoni is, is learning a ton from them i mean you can see it in the bad batch some of the cinematography in this episode and like the way that the camera moves around the characters is way different than anything he did with rebels or clone wars Mm -hmm. because and it's all because he's learning that aspect that live action aspect so i 
I think he'll do just fine with the movies. He's got a he's a great writer. He that knows, he is. He knows definitely. how to direct people. Um, he's got Patty Johnson, Bryce Dallas Howard. Those are two of the other ones. Although Bryce Dallas Howard, I I don't think she's directed any movies quite yet. I believe Mandalorian was one of her first director gigs. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. Um, anyway, I, I I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see a Taika Waititi Star Wars too. Oh, have you seen his interviews that have come out? Only one. Was it the one where he says, I'm going to ruin Star Wars? <laughs> yes. It was that. It popped up on one of my uh, fa- Facebook Star Wars groups, and I was like, oh, uh, oh, oh, okay, yeah. I, that I makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he would totally ruin it. That that makes sense. But I don't think he's going to ruin it, per se. I think he's going gonna to be different. It'll be everything Ryan Johnson wanted it to be. And but, did not fail. Yeah. Although Ryan Johnson didn't fail. Anyway, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, so this is, like I said, a cartoon series. And there have been a few other uh, Star Wars cartoons that have come out. So I figured it would be fun for us to rate these, the four Star Wars cartoons that have come out. Um, and we'll start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. And like I said, there's four. So, Justin, what is your... And, you know, I guess I should say... Uh, the four cartoons are yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebels, Resistance, Clone Wars, and Clone Wars from 2003. The uh, Tarka tar- tar- something something. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. But yeah, yeah. So rating those from least favorite to favorite. Let's start with number four. Justin, what's your number four? I think we can both do our number four at once. Because I have a feeling it's going to be the same. What is it? Resistance. Correct. <laughs> that show is garbage. I I hate to say it, and I hate dog in Star Wars, but that thing was brutal. You know, it's annoying. There's really no can. Did you watch the it. whole series? No. No. See, and I I did watch this, so it was a toss up for me between. My number four, number three. I couldn't figure out which one I, I wanted to put there because it's not like any of these are my least favorite. It's just mm-hmm. the ones that I wouldn't go back and watch more than you know once or something. So I had to put Resistance there because I did like the end of the the first season. It had a lot of fun action and like um, lore mm-hmm. added into it, but leading up to that season finale of resistance was so boring agreed and that's what really made it kind of a a bad bad show it wasn't bad it was just not captivating so for me i guess would you suggest (laughs) like watching the final two episodes because that i can do i'd probably watch the final four episodes okay just because i'm an overachiever but two or three yeah would probably be okay What's up, Intrepid DM? Thanks for uh, popping in. And you're wrong about the worst being the Clone Wars anime. Um, we are discussing the worst is Resistance. Yes. Um, just just because of... I mean, it's probably good for kids, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. I, like bet, if I, I bet if young I put kids my daughter, would really, really like that show. Yeah, it's just that cell shade uh, That didn't anime. bother me. Oh, that, that, that did bother, bother me. me. That, that did. That I thought it was going to be more Clone Wars. 
Mm. Yeah. Like, I love that style of uh, animation, but... Yeah, I can easily see putting my daughter at the TV and just letting it ride out. And her just loving it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I already, uh, I already uh, have her manipulated into loving Darth Vader. That's her favorite character. Well, I mean, you have that giant mask that you probably wear around the house all the time. So <laughs> It actually scares her. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then I take it Poor off. She's lady. like, Daddy's Vader. I'm like, eh, close enough. <laughs> yep. Look, Dad, you're on the TV. Um, all right, so what's your number... Three. Oh well, to roll the this into what the intrepid DM said would be the Clone Wars 2003. Okay, and I'm also on that page. I figured that the the top ones would be different for both of us. Oh, but uh, yeah. Um, I, I yeah, I put, I put the uh, the Clone Wars anime at that three as well. Why did you put it at above Resistance? Because Resistance is garbage. But I, I do like uh, the O three version of Clone Wars. It's totally different animation, more um, seems like drawn. With the I guess I would it, use it that was, word. It was hand hand drawn. Let's see. There you go. Yeah. And then I liked it overall. I just never picked it up in the audience, and it sort of died out. It actually got canceled. Yeah, died um, out. But it was a show on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. that for me, I really enjoyed it because it was the first kind of new content to fill the place of the movies. You know, like while we're waiting for, I think it was episode three to come out. It was in between episode two and three. Yeah. And while yeah, we're waiting, sense. we had the two seasons, two or three seasons of this um, animated Clone Wars. Roy likes to call me out and Trepid DM likes to call me out because I call it the Star Wars anime, but... <laughs> it's an animated series, which <coughs> fair. Okay, I'm ignorant to animes. Ooh. <coughs> Excuse me. But um I still really liked the the new aspect when I was younger and I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And seeing like the battle scenes, the the one battle scene with Mace Windu versus all the droids was hands down the coolest Star Wars scene ever. I, so I would I would put that at the best Mace window scene. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair. I wouldn't say the coolest ever. As, I don't know, man. He did that with his bare hands. I mean, he's a, he's a gangster. So, I don't know. I put I put that at number three. All right. Moment of truth. What is your number two? Mm, Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. It's the longest running one, so... It was a really hard decision for me, but I'm a big fan about the lore, and then the whole season or the um, the arc where it goes into the Force Planet. I love that. I thought it was so cool. And the Mortis trilogy. Yep. And I, I get it. Like most fanboys or older fanboys are like, "Oh, this is stupid. It's ruining the Force." But <laughs> that's what they also bitched about with the Midichlorians. Sure. It just gave it a, a more round, like, oh, this is deeper. This is where it stems from. This is where it started. Okay. But so, so that makes your number one Rebels, then? Yes. Rebels was awesome. It was dope. Okay. Like when and the- See, before, I didn't think you liked Rebels at first. 
No, no, I love Rebels. I'm watching it right now for the like fifth time. Okay. It's short and sweet. I can easily binge it within a week or so. But I I, I love the lore in that. The whole, um, uh, I guess, tangent about getting into the the middle ground of the force and the the time uh, travel thing and how they bring Ahsoka back. I loved that. I thought that was very cool and a very good twist to do on the force and all the characters. Huh. Well, we are in total agreement, sir. Um, yeah. I also agree that Rebels is the best series and Clone Wars would be my number two. Um, it was it was also hard, you know, like because How so? because Clone Wars was I don't know. I had so many emotions through the entire run of of Clone Wars. All what eight seasons? I think it is. Even the fillers, like the the droid escapades, and those are those <laughs> are there. Those are always going to be there. You're always going to have those kind of filler episodes. Yeah, so it's not no. that doesn't that doesn't bother me. It's and it none of it bothers me. That's the thing. It was such a hard. I don't know. It was a hard decision, but I think Rebels just has so much more heart to it. It's so much more of a bleak show that has hope. Yeah. And it's like the definition of what Star Wars is to always have hope, you know, to always believe that something better is going to be there, you know, if, or, or, or whatever. Like, and I, I think Rebels was just really good at, at bringing that out, you know, and it, it had so many, so many heavy scenes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that's why I put it at number one. Like, there are so many tear jerking moments. <laughs> I'm an emotional person, but, so it's not too hard to make me cry. But I was bawling. But see, then at the same time, Clone Wars has those same moments. It does. It does. Because you have, uh, who who is it that Obi Wan was in love with that like died in his arms? Um. It was the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, I should Bo- know Bo-Katan's this. sister, I think. Um, Vizsla. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. Um, but yeah, it just... It was hard because Clone Wars I watched for so long. And I, I was in, you know, I, I hated the movie. I still hate the Clone Wars movie to this day. I did not know the that. The animated movie. I have always, always hated it. But the series really, really, really grew on me. And Ahsoka has become one of my top favorite characters agreed so i think rebels bringing ahsoka in is what puts that show over the top for me that puts that at number one because you we knew the clone wars saga like we knew that all that was going to fail and and you know whatever what we didn't know was what happened after the clone wars and like rebels explained the inquisitors and you had like vader popping up and and battling ahsoka and like Darth Maul popped up again and had an old standoff with Obi Wan and like the samurai scene. Man, there was so oh, much. There was so much good stuff in that. So I don't know. I think I loved Clone Wars, but I I think I put Rebels at number one just because of I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know why. That's that's where I'm at. I would put it at number <laughs> one because it was very emotionally I investing. Said, I yeah, I got that's go. the my best uh, yeah. way to explain that. Um, and 
and Bad Batch has some pretty cool little Rebels callbacks for sure. That it does. Um, but sweet. Uh, we were 100% in agreement with all with our complete rating of, of Star, Star Wars cartoons. Now, after watching the first episode of The Bad Batch, mm-hmm. where do you predict this is going to fall at the end? At the end? And, and try not to try not to do any try not to give out any spoilers quite yet, but just with your initial watch of this episode. Oh, do you want like the season ending or the grand like ending at, at show's end? At show's end, because mm-hmm. this this might only last a season or two. Maybe so depends how much momentum it picks up. Mm-hmm. But at the show's end, I feel like the Bad Batch will be part of the rebels. So would you put it? Would you say it's gonna be above Clone Wars for you? By the end, who's to say? I love uh, the I know, uh, the say? individual characters are so awesome, and the, it's really funny. And I already have a favorite, and all the quotes he says, and I'm like, ah, those, are the, <laughs> those are the. But um, yeah, it's interesting. It has so much potential, but we'll see where it goes. Absolutely, I'm definitely excited to keep talking about the episodes while we go on with the the season two of quest me yeah um and by the way this this is the first episode of of quest me season two we're and we're doing this on may the 4th because duh it's may the 4th and Be a with brand you. new <laughs> series just dropped called the bad batch which we're just about to talk about now moving forward we're going to be doing this show every other weekend on Sundays. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So we're going to review episode one today. And then we're going to review episodes two and three on Sunday. It would be, oh man, Sunday the 16th will be our next episode of this. So then every other week after that, we'll be doing two episodes of Bad Batch. So just just a fair warning. And, and I'm sure I'll do some sort of intro at the beginning of this <laughs> and like explain all of that but just so people here know that's what's going on now let's get into episode one of the bad batch it's called aftermath boom 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 um so there's no synopsis for this yet I, I don't I couldn't find one anywhere, so I made my own. So it was released today, so it was. So hopefully like, hopefully this is fine. What I'm gonna do, if you watch SBI, I'm I'm kinda stealing Jesse's format a little bit here because I really like how he runs that. Um but the way that we do this, we read a synopsis and we talk about notes that we took during the show and try and cover every possible aspect that we can. Um and give all the spoilers we possibly can. We will have a rating at the end, and we will have one of our, you know, I think this episode we're just going to have a rating at the end. Yep, yep, because I couldn't decide between a favorite dialogue of the show or a favorite scene of the show or a favorite ship or something. I I just got to, next episode that will all be set in stone, but this week we'll have a rating, um, and then that, that'll be it. So, here we go. I'm going to do my best. This is this is the synopsis that I wrote. It'll be and, great. And if it's terrible, I'm, I'm 
Sorry, but whatever. <laughs> so, set directly after Order 66, Clone Force 99, a medically defective unit of clones, finds themselves in the middle of the Imperial takeover. Tarkin is sent to Kamino to test the clones and determine if they are Imperial material. Once Tarkin sees how effective Clone Force 99 can be, he sends them on a special mission to take out a group of insurgents, and the Batch discovers something quite disturbing along the way. All right. Cool. So, first things first. Opening battle scene. Awesome. Agreed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it just brings you right into the action. And it's... And a- actually... Fucking first, first of all, they start this with the original Clone Wars fade in. You remember how they would fade in the the Clone Wars like logo <coughs> and do me. the voice. And they so they fade in the Clone Wars logo, um, and it's like right. It's the red Clone Wars logo from the last episode, and so they're fading that in, and then it burns up and turns into the Bad Batch logo, which I thought was a really cool touch. But then after it does that. Our boy D. Bradley Baker comes out and does all the sweet narration for the beginning of the show. It's the end of the war, and now we're at Clone Force 99, teaming up with the Jedi on a special mission. Like, oh my god, that was so fucking cool. It it gives it a a callback from the original uh, Clone Wars. Yes, exactly. And I don't know if he's going to do that. I appreciated it. I don't know if he's going to do that every episode. I wonder if he will. I don't think they'll have the the Clone Wars fade and fizzle out, but they may do the voice and everything like that. Yeah. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, that shit was cool. That was so much fun to hear him again. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the time is right at the end of the war. <laughs> the galaxy is in turmoil. He's so good. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, then, then this little battle scene, you, you see a... Uh, a sweet, you know, it's a Jedi. It looks like a Twi'lek Jedi, I think. Um, no, she has like horns on her head. Okay, but I don't know the species. She's, you know, the commander of her clone troop, and her Padawan comes running up, and this is what sucked me in. This is two minutes into this episode, and I'm already like hooked because of everything that's already happened. And then this right here sealed the deal because who comes running up? This little kid. His name's Caleb, and it's the apprentice of of this Jedi, right? And at first you're like, Caleb, huh, that's a familiar name for the Star Wars, right? Right. And then, and then, oh my God. And then they're like, like, where's where's your backup? And he's like, I got it. They're on their way. And they're like, who is it? And they're like, I got five clones. And they're like, what the? (laughs) Five? Yeah. And so then they, they just keep specifying that that kid's name is Caleb. Well, come to find out, Caleb is actually young Kanan from Rebels. Full circle. Oh my god, right? <laughs> and it's also still, it's voiced, uh, Caleb is voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. So they did, they did like some some voice work with him to make him sound a little younger, for sure. Um, But it was, so in my notes, I, I have Caleb Doom because that's his name, is Caleb Doom. And you find that out in like season four, I think, of Rebels or season three or something when he's really talking about what happened to him. Yeah, his past. Yeah. But what uh, what did you think when you first saw little Caleb popping in? I was just giddy. I was excited. Um, yes. In my head, I 
I, I, literally the same thought. I'm like, Caleb, 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 who the hell is this? And then it connected. I'm like, oh, Kanan. Yeah. This is how he starts off. This is where his master's uh, killed and he runs away. But, like, he didn't mention of getting help from the Bad Batch or any clones. No, he just, he mentioned, like, in Rebels, he hated the clones. Yeah, it's he was so not short. a fan. Um, and in this, like, obviously he's he's a kid. He's a Padawan. He has no idea what's going on. And, like, he's keeping up with Clone Force 99 as they're running away from this battle to go get into another battle. And he turns around and sees his master just get gunned down by clones because, surprise, Order 66 happens. I love this. I love seeing more aspects of Order 66. Execute Order 66. Yes. And I, I understand people that watch Star Wars and know Star Wars, Order 66 is, you know, played out or something but to me it's not very played out we have not seen a lot of what happens in the aftermath of order 66 directly after order 66 the forming of the empire is new content yeah and and just seeing like why kanan hated clones as much as he did like he was devastated you know what i mean he was so devastated to, to see that as anyone would be um but what did you think about the clones not reacting the same way? What were your like what were your your first reaction to Clone Force 99 turning around with Caleb going what the hell is happening right now? I saw that from a mile away. Cuz you know they're medically defective or have specialized traits that enhance strength, techno or smarts and awareness. So I was uh, under the assumption that, yeah, these guys don't have the a functioning whatever chip in their head. But then, you know, it turns to the the side, and then you're like, oh, shit, that guy does. Yeah. You're talking crosshairs. Crosshair, yeah. So let's, let's go through this. Clone Force 99, you got Hunter. He's the leader. Yep, the and awareness. He's, he's very, like, yeah, very aware of his surroundings. What, you know, he's a tactician, I think, too. He's very good at making battle plans. Then you got Wrecker, <sighs> the big wrecking ball. The he's, brute. Yeah, he's I fun. love him. Then you got Tech. He's like the Donatello yep. of the group. Oh, good analogy. And then <laughs> He's the nerd. Yeah, for sure. And he's he has like the Donatello glasses. That's kind of what reminded me of it. Because <laughs> like he, he puts on those little glasses and shit. Um, but then you got Crosshair, who's the sniper. Yep. You know, he's the, the mage one hanging out in the background. And then you got Ooh. Echo. Echo was the clone um, that joined the Bad Batch in the final season of Clone Wars. Yep. Um, everyone thought Echo had died, and then they found him like attached to a machine, and they were like pumping his brain for information about yeah. how the clone armies like ran. And so he looks like a Borg now. Oh. You're absolutely right. He's all like extra pale. Like all he needs is the little eye patch thing. Because he, he he already a couple, is couple mostly more machines, but yeah, for real, he looks like a Borg. I always thought he looked dead, but then yeah. you, that analogy is perfect, right? And yes, Jesse, this is absolutely made for kids, but I promise you, with Filoni running this, that by the end of this, adults and kids will all love it <laughs> because that's that's how these shows run. Resistance was not made. By Filoni it was produced, but it was not made by Filoni. So <laughs> every other one that he has, every other show he's done has been gold. 
Well, so you got to think about it. If it's made for kids, this is Disney planning it, right? They're planning for the future. Hook more audience and keep Star Wars going, well, which yeah. to me, I'm all for. And, all for it. And all of those shows started as, um, you know, or they were kids shows. So this will have your, your normal kid filler and like your droid episodes and your, your dumb things. But <laughs> it's still going to like everything is going to be worth it for the, the final three episodes or the, the mid season or whatever it is. Like there's always at least and I think this this episode ha- or this season has 14 episodes. So episodes one and two, I'm calling it, I'm calling it right now. Episodes one and two, episodes seven, and episodes thirteen and fourteen are going to be the main episodes to watch. Although we'll talk about all of them, those will be the ones to watch out for. How many episodes? How do you know how many episodes are going to be in this season? I looked it up. Oh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> I just roll with it, and I'm like, oh, it's usually eight, but nine. Oh yeah, right. No, it's 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 fourteen. So, um. And by the end, it might be closer to Mando. Jesse says it, it might be closer to a Mando series, but like by the end, it, it might very well be closer to a darker Mandalorian show. Um, you already see that in this in this episode. There's there's a lot of darkness going on. Like the fact that Tarkin sends them to go kill a bunch of innocent people. Yeah, the insurgents. The insurgents, yes. Where the you know the Bad Batch thinks it's a bunch of droids. When in actuality they f- they go there and they find out it's like families, it's like a bunch of kids. And, and Saw so, Guerrera. And Saw Guerrera, which was cool, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, before we get that far and talk too much about that, I just I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's it's gonna be just fine. So we were talking about the actual Clone Force ninety nine. Um, Echo is the last one that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And so we get back to this first opening battle scene where you find out that Clone Force 99 isn't affected by Order 66, except Crosshairs, or Crosshair. He's the only one that really gets affected. And We don't know why. Yeah, I, I don't think I wrote it in my notes, but very early on in, in the episode, I was, I was already like, oh yeah, Crosshair is going to be a problem, for sure. Yeah, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not that he's a dick, he's... He repeats that thing that they say in Clone Wars, all good soldiers follow orders. And he like, because he's got the chip in him and the chip works for him, it barely works. It's like malfunctioning, mm-hmm. but it still kind of gives him that like, because you see him twitch, you see him try to resist it a bunch. It was like when uh, when Rex tried to resist it in Clone Wars and he's, oh, he hears yeah. it and he's like, ah, ah, what the hell? Like. But he's like, because it's programmed, he's forced to shoot at this Jedi and try and kill the Jedi because that's his orders and all good soldiers follow orders. So um, what did you think about the the that scene, though, when when Hunter actually lets Caleb go? What were your thoughts about that whole situation? He has a heart. These are di- these clones are different, obviously, for their attributes, but. They're different from the regular ones. Like, uh, I didn't. I at the time I had I hadn't uh, connected that Caleb is Kanan, but I'm like, oh, you can't shoot it and kill a little kid. That's messed up. And then he follows through, and I'm like, oh yeah, he lets him go, and then tries to spin it that he, 
what it was it stunned him midair yeah he's <laughs> he's like he tried to jump and i stunned him midair and he fell into the river well most people look down thing. then rather than across yeah like crosshair is he's a dick suspicious of, of the whole thing but but i agree um this that whole scene of hunter telling everyone to stand out or everyone in the bad batch to stand down that he wants to figure out what's going on he's like i'm I'm just as confused as as this kid is right now. What just happened? Why would why would these troopers, you know, turn on their commander and like mm-hmm. So it's it was really cool to see that they are not even I mean 3 of the 4 of them are not even remotely affected by Order 66. So that kind of that separates them from everyone already, you know, as yep. as like good guys. Because instantly, I, I, <laughs> I look at it like this. Don't make fun of me, but I, but I look at it like this. The second that Emperor Palpatine, or sorry, Sidious or whatever, initiated Order 66, he flipped a switch. And he flipped a switch from good to bad. So in my mind, the second up to Order 66, every, every minute up to Order 66, the clones were good. Every minute after Order 66, they're bad because Palpatine flipped that switch. And it like, it, it, pretty I just, much. I just imagine a light switch on the back of a clone looking like, well, let me see what's, what's back here. Let me just, is that, there it is. Flip. And then he's like, yes, I will kill Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm a good soldier. Yeah. Um, so now it's good to know that there's still good clones. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have Rex. And um, fives, I think, or did fives die? That's the thing I was trying to remember. No, I, I, I think, think he he's did. alive. I don't think he did, but yeah, I mean, Rex is still around, and he was he was a good clone. But they confirmed Rex was in uh, the Battle of Yavin. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> but they did. They did. Um, Jesse asks if Cassian might show up, and uh, this could be a prequel to Rogue One. I think Cassian would be is. too young. I agree. It's roughly 20 years. Unless he's years. a kid. Unless he comes in as a kid. But, oh, I just thought of it. Because oh. they, could, they could do, like, young Boba Fett, but young Cassian. What if they tie in Jedi Fallen Order? Because this, this is the time. They might. Um, the, Jedi Fallen Order was a few years after, I thought. No. Because they started with um, uh, running away from the Empire. And how Order 66 came in and they killed his... But then uh, it was like eight years later. Yeah. But they could tie it in. They, they could. It's possible. It's, I mean... I'd love it. Full circle again. I am wondering what kind of characters they're going to tie in. We already we did see Saw. We saw Tarkin in the, this. Um, we saw the Kaminoans. Yeah. Um, they talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi. They did? Yeah, they mentioned, oh, yeah, they yeah. mentioned General They're Killing uh, Grievous. Yeah, Grievous. Grievous. Um, I I wonder what other characters... Who would you like to see pop up in this? Yoda. Yoda's, Yoda or Chewie? Chewie could be... Mm, like maybe the Bad Batch is... Young Chewie. Sort of neutral, and then they go to Kashyyyk, and then they're like, oh, we got to free this guy from his slavery. Because it's the right thing to do, and that's what they do. Yeah. It's a stretch, but it, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see a Thrawn appearance. 
No, they won't. They won't. They're, but they're and I'm, I'm always just pounding the table for Thrawn. Where is Thrawn all season of Mandalorian? Because if I, you think about like, it, um, he's off in deep space with the space wheel or space whales. He's not though. Oh yeah, I'm this is pre Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would be before Thrawn was a Grand Admiral. This would be bef- like his rise in ranks, build up. Yep. Maybe um, that'd be actually really cool. I. I, I, it would be awesome to see it, but reading, I have been reading the Thrawn books. I got me, uh, I, contrary to popular belief, I do read, um, <laughs> but I, I've been reading the Thrawn Ascendancy series or whatever. It's the new Timothy, Timothy Zahn series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about how they find him. They like find Thrawn in like a forest on some planet. And he's been exiled from his people because he's, like, too much of a war tyrant. Hmm. And, like, too good at being a war tactician. And so they basically, like, take him. And I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting to see where he comes from. Uh, but See, I've never read the Throne series. <laughs> but now you're making me want to. What? You need to at least read Heir to the Empire. I mean, that's one of the best Star Wars books or trilogies ever. Story-wise, I mean, they, aside from having, um, oh man, they had a clone of Luke, and and his name was Luke, L U U K E. Luke. Yeah, Luke. Luke. <laughs> um, that was probably the the dumbest thing from that series i mean they could tie it into current canon but that's exactly what i was just going to say i was reading about uh, um, a theory about how luke the luke that just picked spoilers for mandalorian if you haven't seen it but they um the luke that picked up baby yoda Mm -hmm. was the evil clone luke from from that thrawn that timothy series I mean, we all know that the Emperor was trying to clone himself. Yeah. And then so you could have pre-done it with Thrawn getting Luke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what, Jesse? You're right. Ahsoka is totally going to be in this show. She's she's right at the... She just... Uh, she was in Clone Wars last season. So Bad Batch is directly after the final season of Clone Wars. And Ahsoka had just... Um, basically banished herself. So she mm-hmm. very well could pop up at any moment. And I'm sure they will. So Yeah, the Bad Batch knew her. Yeah. And they can realize, yeah. like, yeah, hey, this is a Jedi trying to run, mm. or a former Jedi trying She's to run. She's a Jedi, though. She, she left. A Force user. Better? Hey, Wild Zach, how's it going? Um... By the way, everyone listening to the podcast, we are live. So if you want to join in on the fun, visit www.twistmyarmpodcast.com to find out when we go live. Um, we actually have a live streaming section on the website that you can go directly to and see our live streams there. So um, anyway, we're, we're talking about the, uh, the the characters that we that we would want to see um, coming up. And, and I think... I think uh, Thrawn would be for me. And who was yours again? Chewie. 
Chewie. Okay, so Thrawn and Chewie for, for Bad Batch. I'm pretty sure those are both really far-fetched. Um, I think, I think Thrawn, Ahsoka would, would be there. I don't so. think... I hey, feel Meg, like, uh, good to see you. Thanks for Thrawn popping Thrawn is easier to get than Chewie. Because you're right. It's his, like... Before different, it would yeah. be it would be like him training under Tarkin, basically. It'd be exactly. <laughs> it'd be hilarious. Well, the only non-Star Wars nut in her house. What's wrong with you? <laughs> just conform. Just drink the Kool Aid and get on okay, board. Okay, she can she can be on the, <laughs> on the Star Trek show with Jesse whenever he makes that. Um. Oh man, so where where are we at now that they're they go back to Camino? I I really liked going and seeing Camino again. I thought it was a a fun callback. Um, I agree. You know, going going back to the old planets was was cool, um, and it was different. It was kind of ominous the second they land. You know, like they're all excited to get back home, and then they land, and it's just kind of like everyone's marching in order, and things just seem out of place. They're back to their original. Like no one has a personality. Well, not only that, but. The Empire is now taking over. The this is like this is the beginning stages of the Imperial takeover. And that is true. like most of these clones that we're seeing are gonna get decommissioned. Uh, I don't know. Dude, that's that's I what don't they know say. They're... That's what they said in like I well, think in there's... Rebels they were like all the clones got decommissioned. What after does the that Clone mean Wars. though? What does that mean? Like, I'm interested to see how they get from everyone's a clone to joining the Empire with random people. To recruiting? I mean, it's just recruiting recruiting at this point. But, yeah, I wonder if it's like a... Are they just going to line everyone up like Mm. cattle? Bing, bing. Like in South Park when they put all the chickens in that room and just put a buzzsaw in and... (laughs) 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 Is that... that, Because... Or order execute order sixty seven kill each other. Uh, yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, like Rex didn't seem in in Rebels. He seemed fairly normal. I mean, his inhibitor chip got blown and and whatever. But he was pretty upset with the Empire talking about clones getting decommissioned and stuff. Yeah. So I'm I'm his brothers are disposable. That's messed up. Yeah. And I just watched that episode of Rebels. I'm also watching Rebels over again. I'm on season three now. Um, and that's probably why I'm just thinking about Thrawn because that's when he comes in and he's just such a badass. Um, but yeah, I Rex seemed very distraught when he was talking about his clone brothers that, that got decommissioned and stuff. So, mm-hmm. man, how sad would that be? Just, to, But that sounds like something the Emperor would do. You know, I wouldn't put it put it past him. He is a Sith. Yeah, man. Like, uh, it'd be it'd be it'd be rough. But it was cool to see Tarkin popping in and to see that he's going to be part of this show because he's obviously going to be one of the main antagonists. Oh, I, I agree. I, I I was thinking he was going to be the ultimate, the well ultimate bad guy. Well, the season bad guy is Crosshair. Okay, I like I like that. Yeah, because Crosshair gives them a victory. Because mm-hmm. Tar- like we know that Tarkin lives up into A New Hope. So one thing about these kind of shows that I don't like is knowing about 
the character's future. True. And uh, not that it's a bad thing by any means, but like, like in uh, in Clone Wars, I mean, you you knew, yeah, that everyone was gonna die. You and knew Anakin became Vader. Yeah, all that stuff. And so with this one, you know that Tarkin is gonna live, and so he might be the main bad guy. But that could be the twist at the end, where they twist. like, you know, they instead of them winning at the end, mm-hmm. Tarkin disposes of them. Kill the spare. I know that's Harry Potter, but whatever. <laughs> um, but it, it kind of gives you a, a a hopeless feeling for the series. Uh, yeah, like the whole beginning being bleak, I absolutely agree with, but I don't see the future being bright either. Right, and that—that's I think that's the whole point of this show. Um, but I would like to see. I don't know. I I really like the Bad Batch. Ever since they were introduced in Clone Wars, I really like how they are. They're the way they fight, the way they like communicate with each other. They're just they're awesome. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. like well, how can you, they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, dude. Like, and they're they're so coordinated. When they're on point, they're coordinated. And I'm sure there'll be some some like team building throughout this series where they disagree on something and have to come together to overcome the challenge. Yeah, whatever it is, you know, and I don't know, I'm I'm getting such a a turtles vibe from this show already. <laughs> Obviously. Um but I I I just I I want to see more than one season is basically what I'm getting at. Already, well just with one episode, I already know that I want to see more than one yeah, season. Yeah, the first episode I'm hooked. So I guess we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see the reception. I haven't looked at anything. Obviously, this this episode came out at midnight tonight. I this had to is work. only day one, man. Yeah, I had to work at, at 7 this morning. Um, I came home immediately, watched the episode, got this show going. Here I am. <laughs> so I haven't had time to look at anything about this show other than what we have watched and discussed. Yeah, so. you're a busy man. Oh, you know, it, it, it happens, but... <laughs> Um, let's see, where, where are we at? They're on Camino. We're on Camino. Back, back to Camino. Um, what do you think of Omega? Omega. I like her. And I had a feeling that she was going to be a clone, which they'd never confirmed, but they led into. But I'm really interested to see how she's, uh, different from all the rest of the clones besides being a girl. Because during the episode, they're like, oh, uh, the Camino said, oh, we have five genetically different ones. And technically, Echo does not count. Did he you catch a, that? He is a reg. Did you catch that at first when they said that? Yeah, I did. I did. Nice. And then I was <laughs> thinking like, oh, Omega. We we, di- we like dissect shows too much because it's the same thing with Omega. I was like, oh, that's a clone. And then when they said five, I was like, oh, she's the fifth. Duh. Yep. That, and then she kept mind. on popping up through the episode. Oh, I want to come with you. It's no place for a kid. Yeah. Um, and I like her a lot as well, Omega. She's voiced by Michelle Eng, um, who was in Fear the Walking Dead. She's a fairly up-and-coming actress, but I really liked um, her voice work for this. I thought it was really good. Um, and her character was just, just fun. 
Yeah. She, you know, she started the whole fight in the in the mess hall when they the, Oh, the burrito throw. Yeah, the regs <laughs> were talking shit to Clone Force 99 and she throws a burrito at him and she's like apologize to my friends. And they're like, "Oh man, I kind of like this girl." And then there's just this big ass brawl between everybody. And so it's I I think she's going to be a fun little instigator. Um, and you kind of learn a little bit more about her at the end, about mm-hmm. what her, what, what would you call it? Her mutation is. I feel like they're. they're She's gonna be a like a, a master splinter. You, you think so? No. She's not wise in mentoring. No, I think she's a sharpshooter, and I think she's gonna take over for Crosshair. Ooh, that's good. Um, because as we saw at the end of the episode with her, when they go and rescue her. Um, crosshairs shoot like aiming at them and she hits his blaster directly like above his hand. I know. Knocks it out. And knocks it out of his hand. So I think she's going to take this over. This is my for first crosshair. time holding a blaster. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, Whoa, girls first lucky. First time holding a blaster? No, that's not That's not lucky. That's her enhancement. It may be. I, like right now she's uh, she works for the Camino that is in med station, right? So maybe yeah, that has to do with it. Everyone needs a healer. And that very well could be. Maybe she has some some medical experience now. But I think I don't think you actually know their mutation until you give them all the right training. And she's if she's never held a blaster before, then she wouldn't have ever had that kind of training before. All and right. they wouldn't really know. That's, I see that being very plausible. <laughs> <laughs> I just just the way that it this episode ended with crosshair being like you know your new bad guy and her being the new sharpshooter i just feel like that's kind of what's gonna happen so and him having the problem crosshair had a problem with omega the whole time he didn't like her at all oh yeah you're absolutely right about that that just brings in another jealousy yeah another kind of story arc with them where He'll be he'll be super jealous of it. But did you notice while they're on Camino and the Emperor did his speech? Did you notice that that was directly ripped from Episode Three? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Literally. Oh yes. Yeah, and they they credit Ian McDermott, um, but they actually credit Ian McDermott as Darth Sidious voice in parentheses archive sound. So that's just a direct rip from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It's a sound clip, but put it into a cartoon. Yeah, but either way, it's still cool. Oh, my God. I am an idiot. Corrections already. Tom Kane is the narrator. Tom Kane is one of the greatest voice actors of all time, and he is the one that does the narration at the beginning of Clone Wars and the narration at the beginning of this. I am sorry. I apologize. (coughs) D. Bradley Baker plays pretty much every other character. All Um, clones. All clones. (laughs) But Tom Kane is is the the guy that does the narration. He's he was in everything, man. If you look up Tom Kane, he was like in the Fairly Odd Parents. Is he, he the in, voice uh, for uh, Legend of Korra? Because they have that uh, narrator intro. I probably. I would I mean, imagine. I, I would so. doubt it. Um, he's Woodhouse in Archer. By the way. Um, let's see, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, I mean he's he's in all sorts of video games, Forces of Destiny. He's in. He's Akbar. He's Admiral Akbar in Episode Eight. 
Um, and in Battlefront 2, he's Admiral Akbar. Like, he's, he's all over the place as far as Star Wars and just cartoons. So, um, very dynamic God, wh- actor or voice actor. Yeah. No, no, I lost it though. I lost where I was. Oh, Tom Kane. He, uh, Omega. We were talking about Omega and how cool of a character she is. Yeah. I was really excited, and I I think in my notes I, I wrote something about, yeah, Omega is awesome. I hope she's around for a while. Um, and I put in quotes, apologize to my friends, because, yeah, the whole throwing the burrito shit was just awesome. So um, anyway, the, the burrito uh, fiasco started Tarkin's kind of test. This is where Tarkin decides to test them, because the whole reason he's on Kamino is to see what they're going to do with the clones. And, oh, man, like, how, it just, it, like, with the, the the Emperor doesn't even take five minutes before he's like, yeah, get rid of him. Just, just go over there and just figure out a way to get rid of him, because that's all that Tarkin is doing. That's all that he's there for, is to find a way to dispose of the clones. But we have a, cr- a, con- a contract with the, the Republic. We are not the Republic. Yeah, the Republic doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I love like, that one. Damn, dude. <laughs> like I, I knew they were going to put a stop to the clones, but uh, I didn't realize it was that How quick. Yeah. yeah, it was just immediate. And like the the Imperial takeover, it was just like it was like flipping a switch. You know, they went from Republic lighting to Imperial lighting <laughs> all in one move. Good guy. Now bad guy. Yeah. Um. But seriously, the Emperor spent no time being a prick. <laughs> He's a Sith. Yeah. In the Emperor. But at least at least as Chancellor, he was kind of nice and would kind of like act like he was working for the people. That was his plan. Now he's like, go kill those insurgents. You mean the droids? No, those people. All and of little them. kids. Yeah, man. Like... It's crazy. So, anyway, Tarkin gives them this awesome test. And at first they start... He gives Clone Force 99 this test. And at first they start with non-lethal Yeah, training rounds. rounds. Yeah, training rounds. And then after they decimate his training program, he's like, let's up it to lethal rounds. And the Kaminoans, they're like... No. They're like, no, you'll, you'll... Destroy stuff and, and break things, and may the fourth be with you as well. That must be. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom. Um. So, but what did you think about that whole training training part? That was my favorite fight scene. Really? Hmm. Why? Just because uh, after the turrets and whatnot, which we all knew they were going to decimate, they brought out the, like the heavy big guns, and it looked like a dark trooper. A little bit. A little bit, right? It's like a mix between a dark trooper and the B2 battle droid. Super battle droid, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just watching them be so fragile at the same time while being badasses was was really cool to see. Yeah. Like my favorite character goes down, Wrecker or Rex. What is it? Wrecker. Wrecker. Is it Wrecker? I'm pretty sure it's Wrecker. Yeah, Wrecker. Yeah, Wrecker. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's it shows them they're vulnerable. They're still badasses and can easily prove to Tarkin their clones are worth it. Well, and they and they work so well together. I think I don't think 
they're proving so much that clones are worth it, but I think they're proving that they are worth it. That they are worth keeping around. Yeah, the Bad Batch. Yeah. And that maybe, you know, doing that kind of modifications on clones would help in the long run. I think that's kind of what, I don't know, they're also fighting for their lives because in the in the Empire's eyes, they look at the Bad Batch as defects and disposable because they don't they don't follow orders like normal. There was a something they said um in, in one of the scenes was um oh Crosshair says to Hunter, an order is an order and Hunter responds, Since when? And that we just shows disobe- like di- yeah. disobey orders. Like and that's kinda how they are. They are they go by their own rules. And with the Empire like really trying to dispose of all that they're going to play by their own rules and they're going to do what they can to survive and so they and that's one of their special powers as a group too as a unit that's one of their powers I feel like because they in that training scene or that training fight or whatever would it be training or battle I don't know what that would be but they really banded together you know like and it's it's the little things it was the small things as, as far as like Hunter doing hand signs to to tech and record being like oh damn it hand signs i don't understand those and <laughs> and tech just being like it's okay i got you like like one person might be slacking here but this one's helping them pick it up and, yeah. and keeping them on point you know and this as a unit they're pretty much unstoppable it's that that's what i thought the coolest part about that scene was was really seeing how fucking awesome they are <laughs> Watching them do their thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, where are we? Where are we at now? Training scene. After that, they get sent out for. Yeah, they get they get sent out the to the test. insurgents. We, I we feel talked, like that was a nothing but a test. Yeah, and we and we talked a little bit about the insurgents. Um, but this is a good scene for you know finding a little bit more about Crosshair, finding out a little bit more about Crosshair, and how he's he's still. Just trying to follow orders because they get to the insurgents and they realize it's all humans and he's like we got to kill him that's our orders and hunter's like no are you insane and come to find out obviously hunter's the leader because he knows that they're being watched yeah <laughs> by who Sagarera. how surprised were you when saw showed up um totally surprised i did not see them tying that character into the show but it makes sense if you think about it. Like he always hated the Empire, and this shows him he like from day one didn't agree with the De- Empire, and now they're trying to kill him. Yeah, right off the bat, and uh, we don't know if he done something on in the Alderaan system. I believe they were in. It's the Alderaan system, I think, wasn't it? Alderaan. It sounded like Alderaan, but it was. It's its neighbor. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the moon or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I was right. super excited. It's uh, and it'll be cool to see more of him too. It sucks um, that he doesn't look like Forrest Whitaker. Well, no, because he's young. He's like twenty years younger. Oh yeah. Like you were saying with uh, earlier today, you were telling me, "Oh, well, Tarkin doesn't look very old," and I'm like, "Well, because he's twenty years younger." <laughs> he just has the graying, like a yeah, it's just starting to gray. He's still kind of like a, 
semi-handsome 50-year-old man, probably. Late Sil- 40s, early silver 50s. fox. Silver fox, there you go. <laughs> and by A New Hope, he was probably in his 70s. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. I, I was I was really surprised to see Saw, for sure. Seesaw. Um, and then, but, I mean, I was and I wasn't. Because at first I was like, oh, sweet, Saw. I can't believe they brought him in. But then I was like, oh, wait. Clone Wars, Dave Filoni, Rebels, Saw's everywhere. Of course he's yeah. going to be in this. Like, And which, to, to Jesse's point, that probably means Ahsoka is going to be in this too because they're all over Dave Filoni's shit. So. He always ties in his current show with his past. Mm-hmm. Which is fine with me. Oh, I love it. I'm way cool with that. Even, even though his past show is set in the future, like, you know, past this this particular segment of history or whatever um which by the way did you catch the uh the way that they like measure a galaxy day they, oh the the cycles they tried to do it yeah and and it was one of those like like a fanboy tries to to argue about a cycle in the day and it seems like in this scene they were just like fucking don't don't worry about cycles it doesn't shut up guys Stop it, fanboys. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, he says, uh, there are 100 ro- 180 rotations in a standard cycle, but galactic zone changes puts an adjusted figure at 209 cycles since they've been back. And it's like, uh, okay, so what's a cycle then? <laughs> <laughs> Around the sun? Or are we talking like... Is Coruscant the center of the universe, and does everything just revolve around that? Like, how does that? I'll have to look into that for the next next episode because uh, I don't I don't know what a cycle actually is. <laughs> I don't really know why I got on that subject, but here we are. Oh, because of time. Because we're talking about time. That's why. <sighs> time is relative. Yeah. Um. So. Cool. We talked about Saw. Talked about the insurgents. Um, they obviously let them go and and try to return to Camino to go save Omega. That was their whole reasoning for going back there. Um, Omega had warned them that Thrawn or sorry Thrawn Tarkin um, didn't like clones and that he was planning something and told them not to come back. But they went back anyway. And what happens? Thrown get, in jail. Yeah, they get captured. Yeah. So. Tarkin didn't trust them and sent a probot just to make sure. They killed the probot and then went home, which I thought was a a silly mistake. Yeah, that was a that was a definite like bad call. We need something here to move the story along, kind of. Yeah, thing, you know. Yeah. Because yeah, you're right. They did send the probe droid out while they're talking to the insurgents, and after they like right when they were about to leave, they killed the probe droid and then go right back like of course they're watching you dude like, yeah that, you're right that that didn't make a lot of sense but either way they get thrown in prison well in, in the brig and this is where they take crosshair away so what did you think when they took crosshair and started putting him on that table and like giving him the shock therapy stuff <laughs> what did you think was going to happen there like what did you think they were doing Oh, they were definitely enhancing the chip. I knew that from the get-go. But it was a little confusing to me since I'm like, okay, 
the order went through to him, why are they r- really trying to enhance it? Well, I don't, I don't think they were trying to enhance it as much as fix it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that I mean, just me personally, because I th- I still think Order sixty six did go through for him, just not all the way. It was like there was a circuit missing, or it was a connection was loose mm-hmm. or something in his brain, you know, in his little chip. And so, like, it was firing. Like his- it was like, okay, yeah, I need to kill. Maybe I think I gotta kill the Jedi. I, his, uh, his moments of resisting. Yeah, exactly. Twitches. Exactly, because <laughs> he had those twitches. Kind of. But I, I thought he had twitches. Uh, I thought so, too. But I thought they were fixing it. They could have been. Did they specifically say they were enhancing it? I can't be 100% sure. I just remember the, the scene of him in the machine and them going from a, a small bar graph to a large one for the chip. Okay, and I wonder if, like like I said, if the connection they, was loose. Yeah, they could have fixed it. And they just like, boop, and it blew it up. Because so, he, he immediately um, comes out swinging, basically. Oh, yeah. Comes out like ready to go kill has, Clone Force 99. Yeah, he has no problem killing his old squad mates. Yep. His best friends. Yep. Um, which that was a pretty fun little breakout scene. Oh, them trying to escape? Yeah. Yeah. The uh the whole escape from the brig scene with using Omega. Which this was a, another good another win for her. Mm-hmm. Cause they open up this little tiny space and they're like, Oh, we're not gonna be able to fit through there. Wrecker. I'm not big enough. Yeah. Or I'm not little enough to do that. Yeah. And she's like, I can do it. And they're like, Oh shit. It's kinda like a Peter Quill situation, you know? From Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we needed you to get into the small spaces. You don't remember that, do you? No, I do. <laughs> He's talking to the raccoon. No. Peter, um, the Ravager, Peter Quill's dad, the blue guy with the mohawk. I cannot remember his name for the life of me right now, but he was like, we needed you to get into small spaces so you can go rob these places all the time. Oh, I can recall it, but I need to watch you ruined the movie it. again. You ruined it for me. Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's kind of what I thought of, is that they're going to use her now for those kind of... Stealthy kind of things. Yeah, stealthy, small space, need to crawl into Here's somewhere. another duct. Go crawl through it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it was a cool breakout scene, and they, like, you know, she might have accidentally saved the day, kind of, by falling on the, the clones and oh, yeah. helping them out. She still, it was like her first successful solo mission, I feel like. I wouldn't call it task. solo. solo All task. Right, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Task. Yeah, task. Um, but she, again, like we were talking about early, earlier, she proved formidable against other clones. Um, she Obviously, she's gung-ho and willing to go and do those small space things and, and break down onto some, clo- onto some troopers. Run into fire. Right. And she's... Also, doesn't she doesn't hesitate to shoot as well. So her first shot was a great shot. It was man, like just right, right out of his hand. It was, it was crazy, awesome. I I'm, I really hope she somehow gets some sort of crosshair scar around her eye, <laughs> and has the the crosshair like like the other one does. 
None of that Maybe they'll just brand her when she turns like 18. They're like, okay, you're, you're part of the Bad Batch. We need to give you your Crosshair brand. <laughs> See, now that like her name is Omega, I'm thinking, I'm reading more into it. Okay. She was truly the last clone produced. The end? Yeah. Yeah. That makes the sense. End of the clones. I could see that too, and she could be one of the non-age um, modified, because with all the other clones, they would modify them to grow faster. Yeah, that's right. And that's she's right. still young, so she might not grow as fast as the other ones. Be like a, a Boba Fett back then? Yeah, exactly. Progress naturally? Exactly. Um, I can definitely see that. So what else... What else do we do? We need to cover in this episode. I, I mean, it's a cartoon. It's for kids. It's a lot of fun. I am excited to talk for an hour to an hour and a half about cartoons, about Star Wars, even if it's cartoons. Um, <laughs> but what do did we have anything else to cover for this? I feel like it just kind of went quick, right? I'm glad we're gonna do two episodes at a time now. Cause yeah. <laughs> but we we gotta do our our special things. Oh, we're we're going to. I'm oh, just saying, okay, okay. As, as okay. far as the episode goes, was there anything else that we needed to cover? No, that's pretty much the synopsis of it. Because they didn't like the major points. Yeah. Um. They they did get away, obviously, and they escaped from Crosshair and and the clones. I don't think Crosshair is gonna use an actual clone army to go after them. I think he's gonna hire outside sources bounty hunters um i was thinking more that the bad batch would be good bounty hunters sort of like mando because they need missions that's the, what clone troopers are made for is accomplishing tasks and whatnot who do you think they're going to see right now because at the end they were like ah oh, we're gonna go see a guy i know a guy that can help us or something Ooh, maybe Rex. That's exactly my thought. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rex. Yeah. Maybe. I could be wrong, though. And they could just be saying, I know a guy, and it's Ahsoka. That, too. That would make a lot of sense since they know. Wait, I, do they know that she survived? They don't. Uh, but I also don't know what J J19 planet is. I don't think we've ever been introduced to that at all. So. Um, but anyway, the reason I bring up Bounty Hunters is um, Ming-Na Wen is going to be in this. Do you, do you know who that is? Mm-mm. So Ming-Na Wen plays um, the Bounty Hunter from Mandalorian, also known as Fennec Shand. She's the one that Boba Fett teams up with. Oh, the, the sharpshooter. Yes. Yeah. I so liked her. I just have this feeling that uh, uh, Crosshair is going to team up with Ming-Na Wen and her other bounty hunter friends to go after the Bad Batch. Because she's technically like a, a villain in most fans' eyes, I would say. I'd say right? she's neutral. She stopped from shooting at Mando and killing him. Uh, in what, season one? Yeah. Because he blinded her. But she stopped. Because she had to. <laughs> but did she stop? 
Yeah, I still think she's a villain. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but it'll be it'll be cool to to see her as. It's it's awesome to have her, uh, Ming Na Wen come and reprise the role, even as just a voice actor. Um, so it'll be fun to see see her in action again. Um, but I'm hoping we get a little bit of Bosque action too. Maybe a little bit of the Trandoshan. Yeah, and maybe not just Bosque, but just Trandoshans in general. Yeah, there I wasn't. Want, that I want some Trandoshans in this. There's a lot in Rebels. Kinda. There's not like a lot, a lot. There's maybe one or two episodes. Maybe, maybe Trandoshans are speckled through the galaxy. They should be used more. That's what, that's what I say. I mean, they're a really cool species in the Star Wars universe. I agree. They're they're the lizard people of the Star Wars universe. There. Did you know? Did you know? That the original Bosque in uh, Empire, it was also in Doctor Who. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I've never watched Doctor Who. Oh, so I love Doctor Who. I can I go. Much I can it. be a nerd about that. And okay. Go on. But <laughs> different show, Star Wars. Yes, back to Star Wars. Um, I, I hope they introduce uh, like a younger Dengar, because Dengar is still still alive. He he showed up in that scene at the very end of Mandalorian season two when Django, or no, when Boba Fett takes his like rightful throne. Did he? Yes, he did. Where was he? In the background. Watch it. Um. Okay. The confidence. The confidence in this man. I will go watch it tonight. I probably actually won't leave this desk. <laughs> But I'll watch it. I have editing and everything, but I have three screens to <laughs> multitask. <laughs> yes, yes. You don't even know, man. You don't even know. So <laughs> I think uh, I think that's a pretty good chat for, for this first opening episode. I am so stoked for, for more. Um, I thought this was a great introductory show to the season. I agree. To the Bad Batch. The only thing that I'm questioning, and I think you pretty much sold me, is if every episode is going to be roughly an hour long or a half hour, just like Clone Wars was. And I'm I'm almost I'm, positive it's going to be like Clone Wars. I'm hoping for an hour, man. That'd be great. Every episode, every Friday, hour. Uh, but it makes sense. See, like the first episode's always longer, and then the last episode's always longer as well. But I'm sorry, there's 16 episodes, so that's potentially 16 hours Star Wars content. It's not or eight gonna be that, or though. no, 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 that'll be two about like 10. It's not gonna be that, I promise. Maybe. It's like 30, it's probably between. 25 and 40 minutes depending on the episode and how much is going on in it hopefully i hope they're an hour that'd yeah. be awesome we'll find out with episode two and three when we talk about it we absolutely will um what would you uh let's see i don't think i actually had anything else left on that there so it's time for our first segment of the show you may fire when ready. <laughs> I call it the Tarkin scale. 
Clever so, name. Clever. This is where we rate the episode. On a scale of 1 to 10, how worthy is episode 1 of The Empire in this ep- in, in this for this sh- season? I am optimistic. I'm a happy Star Wars fan. I'm not toxic. Well, besides resistance. Um <laughs> I'm giving it a 8. Giving it an 8. Okay. The only reason I'm giving it uh, an eight is because, all right, I, I'm the type of watch or viewer of movies, TV shows, anything like that, that just loves the plot, and I don't go into like, oh, this is how this is gonna go, and this is how I can foresee it. But in this episode, the first time watching it, which is so rare for me, I literally saw how this is going to play out. I don't know how they get to the end, but the, it's the means where that is most fun. Because we know Tarkin's still alive, so they're, they're not going to kill him or anything like that. But, yeah, that's the only way, reason I give it an 8 is because uh, it was very predictable. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason I gave it a 9. But it, I'm, I'm, it's it's kind of like Clone Wars 2003 for me. Although, obviously, we had Mandalorian Season 2 come out. I love my Star Wars cartoons, too. And it's so nice yep. to have a good cartoon back. Not saying Resistance was bad. I'm sure some kids like that show. But this, to me, is like uh, I'm, I'm stoked again. And so I probably would have given it a date because of predictability and like just watching it. I'm like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to happen. Um, but I was just so excited to be watching Star Wars again that I, I have to give it a nine. So we That's are fair. very lucky as Star Wars fans to continue to get the content we do. Um, and I am extremely excited to get that content. So. Next things next. Uh, what 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 are we gonna do now? Same thing I always do. Talk my way out of it. That's right. We're gonna <laughs> talk our way out of this episode and uh, talk about our favorite lines of the episode. This is our first trial segment. Uh, so for for mine, I had two that I really liked, and it's really hard to pick lines in a cartoon. That's kind of why I want to change this up. I think next time we're gonna do favorite scene. And then after that, maybe we'll do favorite ship, something like that. But I can dig it. Um, for this time, I want to talk about the favorite lines. I figured this episode would have <clears throat> a couple better lines than some of the more filler episodes. A lot of times, the season uh, finales and season um, intros or whatever kind of premieres mm-hmm. have <laughs> my brain is just short circuiting. Dude, I f- I forgot a code at work today. I got to work and I like my brain just misfired and I forgot the numbers to some random code and I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like I had to I had to text my boss and be like, dude, I don't remember this code. What's going on? I've typed this thing in for two years straight and it just, my brain just misfired. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm doing too much. I'm about to have a stroke or something. But <laughs> or all the pot. It could be all you the do pot. smoke a lot. <laughs> it could be all the pot. You're very very right. Anyway, I felt like season premieres and season finales always have really good lines. So um, for this episode, I did want to do the Talk Our Way Out segment. Justin, what was your favorite line of this episode? I have two. Voiced by the 
The same character. Of course. Wrecker. Of course. And the first one that came up in the uh, order of the show was, oh, come on. I've been, uh, wait, wait. I'm <laughs> I've wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. Oh, come on. It's been days since I've blown something up. Oh, yeah. Right okay. when they land and try to kill the insurgents. Yep. And then the my second one, again, is Wrecker. I already know he's my favorite character. He's just a dumb brute and a tank, and that's always my favorite. But uh, they're in the cell, and they're talking about oh, they're like um, they're talking about hey, we you can all you have to do is punch this, and he's like oh, you mean I can punch my way out? And then he's like oh shh shh, oh you know I can punch my way out. Oh my god. It's it's just a, such a funny part, and I loved it. Those uh, he did have some good lines, and I I also have two. One of them was from Wrecker. See, see, and it was the line I like to blow things up because I like to blow things up. <laughs> <laughs> He's a brute, man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then the next line that I really liked um, was <clears throat> it's at the very end. <clears throat> excuse me, jeez, when. Um, Hunter is talking to Crosshair and Crosshair tells him to surrender um, because he's disobeying orders and you need to surrender. And he goes, is that a direct order? And Crosshair goes, yes. And he goes, well, I'm disobeying that too. And then just starts blasting at him. I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool little leader line. That's, that's, that's a cool one liner. I like that. So for, for a cartoon, that was a pretty cool little, little one line. So. Um, yeah, those will those will be our uh, <clears throat> talk our way out lines of this week. Like I said, next week I think we'll probably do a. I guess depending on where the show goes, we'll we'll see what kind of segments we do. I wanna I wanna kind of move in and out of those segments on a on a weekly show basis, um, just to keep it keep it fresh. Obviously, we will keep the Tarkin scale around. I like that. We will always be um, rating our episodes on a Tarkin scale from one to 10 on how worthy of the empire is that episode. (laughs) And yeah, we'll, we'll switch up other, other things, but that is about all that I have for this show. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover for today, Justin on star Wars? Yeah, not really. I think we covered it. We did a synopsis. We talked about our favorite scenes, did our quotes, did the uh, how we rated it? I, yeah, I feel like we did a a, a solid episode, especially okay. for the first one. Sweet. Well, um, I have one more. Just a, a very the very end of the uh, of the episode. I want to start doing what I like to call galactic shoutouts. Um, and I I don't think you guys heard that, but there you go. So galactic shoutouts. Um, this week. I would like to shout out uh, Cheap Seat Review Podcast. Um, you can find them on Twitter at Cheap Seat Cast. Um, those guys are a lot of fun. They've been super cool. Um, and they invited me to be on their show later on in the month talking about Star Wars. Um, and I know that Jesse and Ricky have been on their show. So go go check them out. They they have a lot of fun. Um, and, and yeah, they have a great podcast. So check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts at cheap seat reviews um, and find them on twitter at 
Cheap Seat Cast. Um, the other shout out that I had this week was for Measuring the Score. This is a fun podcast where they go and talk about all the different music of movies. So they're not just talking about the movie, but they're talking about the music, which I'm a huge fan of all of that stuff. Um, and so listening to these guys has been has been a joy. So make sure to go check out Measuring the Score um, anywhere you listen to podcasts and find them on Twitter at Measuring the Score. That's right, Vader. It's time to do that thing. I want to thank everyone today for joining us on this week's episode of Quest Me, Jesse Intrepid DM, uh, Zane, Meg, everyone that joined us. It was great to see you. Thanks for commenting. Um, if you would like to join us on episodes of Quest Me, you can. Every other Sunday, we will go live at about 8 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Um, but if you... Follow us on Twitter at Twist My Arm Cast or on Facebook, Twist My Arm Podcast. You can see all the updates of when we go live. Also, go to our website, www.twistmyarmpodcast.com, and we actually have a special page there for all the times we go live, and it has different, all, all the times, all the times we go live. So check that out. TMA PodCon 21. We're doing a podcast convention. It's kind of like a, a workshop thing where we talk about different different podcasting stuff we're just gonna kind of have a good conversation with a bunch of different podcasts from around the country so um if you want to sign up for that twistmyarmpodcast.com slash podcon 21 and you can sign up there um i believe that's all i got make sure to catch the sudden but inevitable rewatch this friday at eight o'clock my name is josh lord vader we are the quest me podcast thanks for going on the quest with us We will talk at you very soon.